If we don't start having conversations, asking questions in these uncertain times, how do we overcome the unknown? When your moments of today are controlled by your thoughts of tomorrow, when do the problems of yesterday catch up with your someday I'll take time and get around to it life as we know it keeps changing we search for answers and find new reasons welcome to the podcast I'm your host Deshaun Brown this is the podcast new equals reason in a world where the unknown keeps us learning daily together we journey into the new it equals the reason to have a conversation about it. If we all plant good seeds today, our food for thought for tomorrow will be plentiful for the future. On this episode, I want to talk about fantasy football. Let's talk about it. It's that time of year. It's getting cold. We all know when you know fall hits, it's time to play some football. What I want to do is just quickly go through uh, my top three to five players each position that I would personally pick and then, you know, try to find a few sleepers. So we're going to do a quick fantasy football uh, sleeper picks and top three based off last year and what I see going into this year. So we're going to start at the quarterback position. NFL.com rankings has uh, Mahomes, Jackson, Ryan, Watson, and Dak Prescott as your top five projections for your 2020 season. Out of those five, based off what we know right now, I see Mahomes being a top 10. Obviously, the talent he has. Jackson, I don't think top five. I think there's enough tape on him to kind of slow him down. But you never know. I mean, he it, it wouldn't be the first time somebody's duplicated a season. Um, Ryan, very consistent. I think he's probably top 12 by about every year. Uh, Watson, I mean, him losing Hopkins, man, that, that that's just too much. I don't see Cook being able to sustain a whole season without getting hurt. But don't count out David Johnson. I think if you play fantasy football long enough, uh, when Johnson had that great year, I think he caught 1,000, ran for 1,000, plenty of touchdowns. So I think, you know, with all the talk about what he can't do anymore and the Texans offensive line really not protecting Watson the way they should, it wouldn't surprise me to see him have at least a thousand yards catching. Cause that'd be a lot of dump offs. I mean, you, you can't in fantasy. I mean, you know, you cannot discount a dump off pass that could go, 20, 30 yards and maybe a TD, especially late down the stretch if you have injuries. Uh, he'll be somebody I'm looking at, you know, at least 
for the bench for the first part of the season, see how it's going to play out. Dak Prescott, Dallas, ah, man, I just don't know. You know, he, of course, they got the guy from Oklahoma, Lamb, sick receiver. That's somebody I'm definitely going to be trying to keep my eye on, if not draft him late. But if I'm going for a sleeper, um, I'd probably look at Tom Brady. I think all the talent, especially with them signing Leonard Fournette, I mean, you just can't discount that. I mean, so many quarterbacks. Um, Mayfield should have a decent year, I think, now that you know they got Odell over there and Landry. They've all been together for a while. If he stay in the pocket, I mean, he, he could easily be a top five fantasy quarterback that you may not necessarily want it, but you waited too late, had to have a quarterback, and, and it pay off huge. Uh, I'm interested to see Cam Newton. He's probably my must-watch quarterback, uh, especially when you got a Bill Belichick that loved to stick Tom Brady over the top. If you're a New England fan or hater, you've seen Tom Brady score more touchdowns one or two yards out or get a first down with a quick snap. I mean, you get Belichick a man of Cam Newton's size doing that same thing. I mean, I'm just – I'm curious to see how that works. Uh, Hop, Hop, Haskins with uh, Washington, I'm interested to see how he – plays in the second year, especially with Alex Smith coming back as maybe a mentor, um, somebody that, you know, I never thought would play football again. So to see him uh, back, I'm interested to see that. And Tula is probably my rookie sleeper with Miami. I think once he gets in with the decision-making and, and what I've seen out of him in Alabama, I'm interested to see. Uh, running backs. McCaffrey, obviously, Barkley, uh, Alvin Kamara, him not being with the Saints and nobody really knowing what's going on wouldn't be a, especially the number three pick for me right now. Cook, I love Cook last year. Of course, he still has some injury prone and they got some solid backups, but I'd probably move Cook up to my three. Elliott's going to get the rock and Henry's going to get the rock. Um, I'm interested to see what the Jets do with Bell. He's kind of like David Johnson for me, catch and run. Um, I think if they actually play to his strength, he's going to be a great pickup this year. Uh, the one I think will probably fall off the most would be Denver Broncos running backs. Melvin Gordon, I, I just don't think he should have went. Of course, they're going to do the one-two punch. But as far as fantasy goes, he wouldn't be a draft pick unless, I mean, you just needed somebody that might score a couple of touchdowns every couple of weeks. Uh, a sleeper for me would be Todd Gurley. I don't think you can discount people feeling betrayed in football. That kind of anger plays well to me in football. Uh, another sleeper. Leonard Fournette down in Tampa Bay. Like I said, betrayal and hurt really plays well to me. 
especially if he gets his chance. Uh, receivers, Michael Thompson, of course, Adams, Julio Jones, a very, to me, out of the blue, they got more from Carolina as number four in projections. I guess that's the Teddy Bridgewater, but Teddy Bridgewater's not playing in that height. You know, he's probably about 6'1", where the same height as Drew Brees and has very similar skill set. He's not quite Drew Brees level, but he has a decent arm, quick decision making, very smart, intelligent quarterback. But Carolina is not New Orleans by stretch. They're not the same receivers. They're not the same running backs. They're not the same coach. It's a whole different ballgame. So to put more in the top four, I couldn't do it. I wouldn't even draft more myself. Tyreek Hill, if I'm doing projections, would be top four to me based off of how Kansas City plays. Uh, Hopkins top ten just off of ability alone. So, to me, that is something that doesn't make sense right away. A.J. Green's in the top, looks like top 12. And nobody's really seen from him in about a year and a half. Uh, D.J. Metcalf, to me, is a top 10 must-draft player based on size, how they throw. My sleeper would be Diggs. In Buffalo, if you've seen any Buffalo games, they have no problem airing the rock out. Shocking. Jacksonville was a pick I picked up based off of one preseason game. I seen it. I thought the boy was amazing. I don't know about this year. Jaguars are tanking and tanking bad. I'd almost say Jaguars, if you can figure out if they're going to run or throw to tank. Get you one of them if you can. Uh, Let's find maybe one more sleeper just going down the list. Harry in New England, I think he'll be a top 15 receiver by the end of the year. Um, One thing about New England that you did not see with Tom Brady was the bond that they create. Tom Brady wasn't hanging with these guys. He wasn't going out to clubs, vacation. He wasn't hanging out after practice. He was a married man to a supermodel. So he did not do the type of things that build real connection on the field that make these surprise plays. And these guys, it's like, man, it's like these guys hang out for real. Especially when you play fantasy football. I mean, you can hate a team, but when you know – that's where he likes to go on third and long or, you know, when he's in the red zone. You know, these guys become must drafts. So, for me, Harry out of New England with the Cam Newton and the videos I've seen, and I've seen that guy play at Arizona State. Uh, if you haven't seen his highlights because you don't live on the West Coast, go look up this kid's highlights from Arizona State University, Sun Devils. I'm telling you, this guy is going to pretty much, for a lot of fans, come out of nowhere. But if you've seen him, nah, you won't be shocked at all. Um, Tight ends, which is probably the trickiest thing for me to draft. I kind of just, 
watch some preseason games and go with who I feel like is going to have a better connection. But, of course, you got Kelsey. I drafted him his rookie season before uh, I'd ever even heard about him blowing up. Uh, I know he went to Cincinnati, and I seen his height. I was like, this dude right here is superstar. Greg Kittles. The 49ers system, uh, very friendly with uh, Jimmy coming out of New England. If you know New England, you know tight ends. Zach Hurts always gets his. Waller I had last year, he was somebody I seen. Uh, David Carr throw about five passes to in a preseason game. And to me, I was like, man, that, that must be their sleeper player coming in. Uh, so, you know, I had him, uh, and then they got uh, Ingram out of New York Giants. A sleeper pick, uh, I heard it on a talk show, the Miami tight end, I think is Gerchik. Especially if you got Tula, you know about um. Alabama, they like the big players when they throw. He's a sleeper for me. My in-laws are big Miami Dolphin fans, so I've seen him play a couple times, and he has nice hands. Um, another sleeper, I would probably go with... Really depends on if Matt Stafford plays. TJ... Um, Hickerson, I seen him play at Iowa. I mean, he's really talented tight end. Uh, I wouldn't sleep on him. If you got some space to sit on him, especially in year two, he's gotten used to the NFL. Uh, he's definitely somebody I would look at. Kickers, I mean, you just kind of want to go with who you know. 49ers scored a bunch of points last year. Um. Who else is on here? Can't go wrong with Seattle. They kick a lot of field goals. New Orleans, they kick a lot of points. They score points, kick field goals. Uh, Kansas City is going to score. Baltimore, Philly. I'm not really going to go through the names. I mean, I highly doubt anybody's worried about a kicker in fantasy till you get down in the lower rounds. Uh, most people know the teams they're going with unless they have no choice. Uh, kickers are pretty much all over the place. Uh, they get moved, as you notice. I think if you play fantasy football, last year was probably the craziest year in kickers because they, they were getting replaced and dropped left and right. And if you had any of them, you probably went week to week after a while because it was just getting crazy there for a while. Uh, let's move on to defense. Like I said, defense and kickers, man, it's you can draft them based off what you heard and, and then all of a sudden the last team you'd ever think of comes out and be a top three defense. But let's just go down to some teams uh, I think might really put up some numbers. I'd almost go with New England as a top five because – uh, you know, when teams feel like they got a shot and they've been rejuvenated and they got um, something to play for, you know, like Tom Brady's gone. So 
they really got to play and show Tom Brady wasn't the team. And so you're going to get a lot of energy on both sides of the ball. That's obvious, especially if you watch football. Uh, then you got a player in Cap Newton who they just named the starter and captain. If you've ever seen a Carolina game, I mean, the energy he plays with, I mean, he's like a kid in a candy shop. He gives the touchdown balls, no matter if he scores or somebody else scores, to the kids. New England is probably definitely on my list. Um, Buffalo, I think they had a solid defense, especially with Brady gone. I think you see a lot out of them. Uh, Broncos, solid defense most of the time. I could see Tampa Bay uh, being good, especially, you know, all the talent that's showing up down there because of uh, Tom Brady. And a sleeper. Um, let me just scroll through here real quick. Uh, I'd probably go with the Browns. I know they've been underachieving lately, but the money they're paying these players and the talent they've been bringing in. I know they got that tight end from Atlanta. And like I said, if Mayfield can stay in the pocket from what I've seen and just really work on his pocket presence and let the play develop down the field with Nick Chubbs in the backfield, I can see the Browns putting up numbers. And if they can stay on the field longer, that means your fantasy defense is not really going to lose a lot of points. And if they can get a few touchdowns off of turnovers, I mean, you know how quickly – a defense could put up 20, 30 points in fantasy and change your whole season. So I would go with the Browns and, and New England to be two picks. I would myself probably be targeting in, in a couple of drafts. Uh, and so we'll look back on once the season starts. I'll, I'll probably start doing some uh, weak picks. I'll try to get one in week one. And we'll, we'll go through game by game and do some sleepers and, you know, uh, some thoughts on who might have a big game. And uh, I'll talk more about the individual defensive players because I played in a few leagues with defensive players. And, I mean, it's, it's game changing if you can find a player who's putting up uh, 15, 20 points, especially in, in any league winning is the most thing so we'll uh continue this as we go through the football season i'm sorry it was so long but it's important that you know we show our excitement for nfl especially as big fans especially as fantasy football lovers and so we'll uh what we'll, we'll see you week one and we'll we'll look for the week one update on my fantasy picks for week one and so forth. I want to thank you for tuning in to my podcast, New Equals Reason. I'm your host, Deshaun Brown. Conversation is key to communication. So let's keep the conversation going until the next time. Thank you.